losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. What are we to do? You know, I mean, are we going to have, you know, I, I said we would have inflation, then deflation, and I guess that's what's happening. But are we going to continue to have the economy heat up, real estate prices go up? I mean, really everywhere we're seeing this. Is this like hyperinflation before deflation, or, or are we going to get zeros added by the Fed? I mean, they, they spent $9 trillion within the last 12 months where they only spent, you know, a trillion in the last crisis. Now they're just going to start adding zeros, universal basic income. I mean, I guess that's the the counterpoint to deflation, right? That they're just going to keep printing. It, it is the counterpoint. You correctly state, you stated very well. Um, but keep in mind that um, the, this $9 trillion was all done with borrowed funds. And what we've, what we've learned, Europeans have learned, the Japanese have learned, have learned from the history of the world, that when you undertake uh, these, these programs financed with debt, the economy receives a transitory boost. Uh, the boost lasts um, one quarter, maybe, maybe two quarters. But, but then the debt becomes a drain on economic activity. Let me give you a couple of examples. Um, in 2009, there were the shovel-ready projects financed with debt. They gave a boost to economic activity for, we had about two reasonably good quarters. Uh, the tax cuts that went into effect in 2018, uh, we had one very good quarter the spring of 2018. The third quarter of 2018 was fairly good, but the growth then began tailing off. Um, and the, the net result is that when economies, um, become more and more indebted, such as we are, it's, it's really, um, a process of slow economic deterioration and disinflation. And we can see this in the relative performance of the major economies of the world. For example, uh, the United States is, is now more indebted than we've any, ever been in our history. Uh, however, uh, Europe, our, our, our public and private debt, everything included, is about 400% of GDP in round numbers. In Europe, it's around 500% in round numbers. And in Japan, it's around 650% in round numbers. So what, is, what has been happening, and it's, it's clearly evident that the United States is performing much worse than it has done historically. Um, from the beginning of our republic in 1800 uh, to the late 90s when we became very indebted, our real per capita GDP grew about 2.2% per annum. And since then, we've only growing, been growing 1.2% per annum. So we've lost almost 40% 
of, of, of the growth, which, which is the key to the standard of living. Just to give you an idea, if we had compounded at 2.2% since 1997, instead of 1.2, um, the, the GDP in real terms per person at the end of last year would have been 25% higher than it was. So we're, we're not measuring up. And the, and the key element that is, is pulling us down is this debt, uh, while it has this um, initial benefit, the benefit doesn't last long. And in Europe, which is where debt is about 500% of GDP, uh, they're performing even worse than we are. And in Japan, uh, where debt is approximately 650% of GDP, then they're performing worse than Europe. And so uh, these differences are, are mattering over time. It, it's one way to sort of think about it is the, the path to high debt, it leads to um, a process of slow strangulation. Uh, it, the world doesn't end with a bang, it ends with a whimper. And the, the growth just, just the, the debt just grinds us lower and lower. There are these intermediate episodes uh, such as we're experiencing now, but they don't last very long. So what do we do? Is there, is there any uh, hope for improvement on the horizon with expanding debt? Well, and we talked about this last year. We've talked about this for years to some degree. The tax cuts weren't uh, stimulative enough because they weren't like a 25 or 28% marginal tax cut. And now $9 trillion later, we're still here. You know, barely at mm -hmm. at uh, you know inflation. So what? So what do well, we do? What do we do as a as a country? Like, I mean, are we going to head? Well, that, the the answer we the academic studies give us the answer, but the academic the answer is not politically acceptable. Um, perhaps one of the leading researchers on the debt situation is McKinsey Global Institute, part of a McKinsey organization. And in 2010, they looked at 24 advanced economies that became extremely over-indebted. They, they started when the, with the buildup of debt, the crisis situation, and then the unwinding of the problem. And they, they pointed out for the advanced economies that in all 28 cases, it had to be solved by a sustained period of austerity which uh, McKinsey defined as a significant rise in the net national saving rate, which would be the saving of the government, the households, uh, private sector, and the foreign sector. And the, the problem is in modern democracies, no one's in favor of, of um, austerity. And so whenever a crisis comes along, whatever it is, um, failure of Lehman, of recession, pandemic, the solution is to take on more debt. And it, it, you can say that it's socially responsible and say that it's politically popular. But the net result is that after this transitory lift to economic activity, the economy grinds lower, not, not higher. And so to think of it this way, when you're taking on more debt, you're living beyond your means. And if you try to solve an indebtedness problem by taking on more debt, you make yourself worse off. 
solution has to be living inside one's fingers. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including five-star wealth manager, advisory of the year finalist by senior market advisor, and top of the million-dollar roundtable are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback, LLC. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth quarterback website at www.jelinski.org. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment